listeners, this is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and this is PSG Small Talk for Saturday, August 18th, 2018. On today's show, I am joined by fellow PSG Talk contributor Eduardo Razo. We talk about PSG's 3-1 victory on the road against Gingam, and we talk about the transfer news of the day, including the signing of Tilo Kerr, and another potential shocking transfer move, uh, Philippe Louise. Um, and we will also talk about our new Patreon-exclusive show, Keeping the Energy, the PSG Small Talk After Show, featuring me, John, and Eddie. Stay tuned at the end of the show for details on that. So, without further ado, on with the show. Eddie, what was with that first half? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> do we really have to talk about it? Yes, Let's we do. We have to be complete about it. Yeah, okay, well, let's talk about it. Um, man, I feel for Dagbo. <laughs> the kid, I mean, I know, he, I know he's, a, he's a kid and everything, and, and, and Tuchel is giving him an opportunity, but man, oh man, he just stood out like a sore thumb in that. You know, he was my, you know, I just, yeah, he, he didn't have a good uh, first half. The entire, they had zero shots on, on target um, in, that, in that first half. It was just bloody awful. Getting gone. They were they were pressuring them. They came, they came out the gate. They didn't get chances and it's on a mistake by Dagba and you know put one by by Buffon and it was just it was it was just an ugly ugly first half to watch. Yeah, I, I get they needed to rotate and they still don't want to put some of those guys out there for full games, but you could tell Munier was rusty. He needs to he needs a few games to get back into it. I didn't think yeah. he was quite that good. Dagba, he was good, at, and that's the thing about youth players, which is funny, is that yeah. they're going to have great games, and then they're going to have games like that. It's just his passing looked a bit slow. It looked like he just wasn't getting any like yeah. oomph behind the ball. So anytime he got on the ball, he was pressured and almost dispossessed. Um, they played Burnett instead of Lachelso. I I'm not sure they're going to do that again. I think. I think they're trying to get Burnett out on loan, so I think they're playing him as sort of, you know, putting him in the shop window. But Burnett didn't fit. Nkunku's not a midfielder, so a lot of times he was just kind of running around. So it's basically just Rabio and nobody. Um, yeah, it, just, it was rough. It was a rough first half, but had some bright moments. Buffon kept yeah. us in the game. Yeah, Buffon showed that, you know, even at 40, he can see still has those cat like reflexes. That that was a huge save. And then the VAR, VAR really saved our rear ends. Um, yeah, that was that was just, yeah, we're, we're lucky to get out of that half just down one nothing. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the homer. I'm going to say that was a good call. I really <laughs> did think it was a good call because it, 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 under, in slow motion, it doesn't even look that bad. But when you look at it speed-wise, if you're running that fast and somebody pushes you from behind, even a slight touch, you're gonna go. You're gonna go over. Like it cleared him up for yeah. the shot. I actually thought that was yeah. a good call. Um, yeah, yeah. And I will say, if, if for nothing else with this game, you will definitely know that Clement Turpin was the official. Yeah. I think he got on camera almost as much as Neymar did, maybe a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was interesting because they played a front three of Wea at the nine, Neymar and Di Maria. Di Maria was terrible, by the way. But he's yeah. been, same. It's 
same you know same song different he, verse we, we he, know got his, gonna... he got his chances he got he got a lot of scoring opportunities he just didn't capitalize on them he got a plenty of chances but yeah you so. know you know what you're gonna get with him though like none of that is surprising yeah but, at this point but, it is but you know what you what I think I think that Wea right now is a bench player like he's yeah. a guy that should come off the bench 15 20 minutes yeah. and give you offense. Yeah. Like as a starter in this league right now, I just don't think he's ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. He feels he's, from from what I've seen, he looks more comfortable playing at home than he does on the road. Yeah. On the road, he seems a little bit more timid. You know, not sure. He's un, unsure of, of his capabilities. But at home, you just see that motor. You know that we saw that you know goal against Khan, and you know he had that motor that resulted in that in that goal. So. Right now, like you say, he's more than likely a bench player playing 20, 15 minutes, you know, coming off the bench. Yeah, and I think that's better for him than going on loan to some mid-table league unside because mm-hmm. as an attacker, you want to play with good players. You want to get good service. And if you're playing in a um, – if you're playing with a team that can't get you the ball, you're not going to – you're not going to succeed. So – I look at it like this is probably the best role for him right now. Yeah. And um, it, it also it, it forced Neymar into some bad spots because Neymar is yeah. not and, and this is what people I don't think understand. Neymar is not a goal scorer. Like yeah. he scores no. goals because he's so good and he's so good on the ball, but he's not naturally a guy that's going to go out there and score 30 goals a year. That's just not his, to me, that's not what he does best. He's best when he's given a little more space in the middle or on the left and he can make, um, and he can distribute and he can dribble at people. And in that first half, he just had no room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Gangon did a good job, um, you know, defending him. Uh, I think they didn't respect Waya. They didn't, uh, to an extent, they didn't respect Dia Maria. They, they, They were... They're, if they were going to get beat in that first half, it would have been by Wea or Di Maria. They weren't going to let Neymar, uh, you know, beat them. Yeah, but obviously you can't do that when Kylian Mbappe's on the field. Yeah, so yeah, let's get to the yeah, second half. Um, yes. Gingam took a 1-0 lead into half. Uh, Tuchel did the right thing. You know, Emery would have waited till the 75th minute to bring Mbappe <laughs> on. Uh, not in the not in this case. Um, they went right with um, they went right with Mbappe, and it made an immediate impact. Yep. Yeah, no, he he was he just brought that spark as as soon as he came on. He was, you know PSG was generating generating a lot more pressure and creating more chances, and you know they got they got the three goals. You know, Kylian Mbappe was in. Uh, I mean, yeah, the three goals and Kylian Mbappe was involved in two of them. Neymar, as you said, he's more as a distributor. He got that last goal, I believe, with Mbappe. And yeah, he, he, was he, he got high. the assist on the on that goal, and then he scored the first goal. He created the first goal yeah. by getting that penalty in the box. Yeah. And I, I looked at it, and I saw a team that was way more balanced in attack with Mbappe out there, obviously. Because it allows Mbappe to do some of the more forward stuff that Neymar is not as good at. And it let Neymar kind of sink into the middle of the pitch, take the ball, run at people. And it pretty much blocked Di Maria out of the game. We didn't really have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it's weird because even though Tuchel put out a, a suspect midfield, all he had to do was put Mbappe in and that game just drastically changed. It's yeah. almost like... 
it's almost like you can make up for that midfield deficiency if you have the right balance in certain spots. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you saw um, another. Um, uh, we're kind of going quick here, but um, Musa Diaby. What did you think of? What have you thought of him so far? I've, I've I think I, he's going out on loan because there's just not enough room for him. But I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like him. I, him and him and Soki have like really impressed me as the the, the youth player, you know, along with Wea, as the youth people, uh, the youth players that I like to see get another chance, whether it be uh, next season or down the road. I, I those three, I'd really like to see them keep along. You know, yes, Natalie hasn't seen any action, but those those you know four are are high. I'm really high on. The more I get to see them, the more on a daily basis, or you know, on a weekly basis. And you know, I was hoping and so he would have gotten you know a star here because I'm I'm starting to become a really big fan of his. So I'm, I'm just uh, you know I, I, the way I saw Diaby short time, but you know he he, he didn't make any mistakes and and he's just I think he's gonna get a, a loan deal eventually uh, before the uh, transfer window ends. Yeah, um, I think he should go out on loan, Diaby, and I think he'll come back in a year and be um, even better. Like I, I like him a lot. He's a little undersized, but you can you can live with that as an attacking midfield player. And I think what's going to happen eventually is they're going to bring Adley up into the rotation. But right now, they just want to get these guys who are going to be loaned out. They want to get him minutes so that uh, maybe a club will pay a little bit more for him for the loan. I have no problem with that, and somehow Arsenal are tied right now. We're recording yeah, this. Uh, I'm not sure how the hell that happened, but they're, they're t- apparently Emery's back. <laughs> Emery's back, baby. Um, but yeah, Kylian Mbappe just. So- is there anything we can't say? Like this, this is just this guy is—he's on our club. He, it's, it's it's hard to imagine. We have arguably two of the top five players at this moment are now playing for us and it's just when he came in he just took over the game like he said you know what okay he broke the hearts of Gengoff and their supporters there he just ripped the you know I think Ray, Hart, Ray Hudson said it best you know he's, there was this line he said you know you want to dance with the defenders and, and he just I'll give you, I'll give you a line because it's from uh, it's actually from Batman the first Batman it's do you want to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight it's what Jack Nicholson said as the Joker in the first Batman movie. So yeah, I just remember that. I, I, I yeah, I love Bray Hudson. I don't care what anybody says. It's shtick, but it's his shtick. Um, yeah, but what I love about Kylian Mbappe is just he's so strong and fast that even when he loses the ball, he'll just go back and get it easily. He can fight for position. He can run fast. He. The finishing in this game from him was just tremendous. That th- that second goal where he just chips, where he just chips Johansson. I mean, Jesus Christ! Like he he waited, he waited, and then he just chipped him at the last second. And last year, I think one of the things he struggled a little bit with was his finishing in front of goal. Mm-hmm. And now that he's got that in this game, uh, I'm not sure what you do to stop him. Yeah, he's uh, he looks like he's this this World Cup this summer. He's looked like he's really improved his finishing, and I, I'm just really excited to see where he goes. Yeah, I thought this was a good job from Tuchel to make that adjustment really early because it allowed Mbappe to get into the game. If you bring him in in the 65th or the 70th minute, it takes a, a while for some players to get lathered up and into the game. 
by the time he got into that, you know, by the time the 80th minute came along, Mbappe was into this game, and he was, and he looked fully fit. So, um, good news with that. Um, the next game will be on Saturday. PSG will play at home against Angers. Um, Angers can give us trouble once in a while, but without my uh, favorite non-league player from last year, Carl Toko Ikambi. I, I don't expect much from Angers. They look like a team that probably is going to get relegated. So big that PSG picked up their three points here. They just need to keep building on it because I think yeah. League One's really competitive this year, more than it was even last yeah. year. I mean, you've watched a little yeah, bit I, of the other games. What have you thought of some of Lyon, Monaco, Marseille? Yeah. I, I thought that I think they've been. Yeah. I, I'm impressed with Marseille specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed with Marseille, which is tough for us to say. But um, I, I, caught, I caught a little bit of that Lyon game. Um, it's competitive. It's, it's sure it's top four heavy with Monaco, Lyon, Marseille, and PSG. But you know the mid table teams, they're going to put up a fight. And we just saw we saw it today. PSG had to put had to almost be at full strength to get by Gingon. Uh, you know they can't just rely on on youth players and you know, a couple of bench players to get through some of these games, they're going to have to be at full strength at times to, um, you know, get those three points. Absolutely. And we're going to break some news here on the uh, PSG talk, uh, small talk deal. Um, there's a report that just came out about 10, 15 minutes ago. I'm not sure if you're aware of it yet. But according to Esporte Interativo, which is actually a pretty, um, uh, I guess you'd call them reliable source in Brazil. Yeah. Um, I'll just read it up. Report says that Philippe Luiz is close to leaving Atletico Madrid with the destination being Paris Saint Germain. That just yeah, broke I about that earlier. I just that broke about ten minutes ago. What do you think? Yeah, I seen that earlier. I didn't know how reliable. I didn't get a chance to just you know do my research and see how reliable it was. Yeah. Um, I just saw a random tweet, so I, I I I like to do my due diligence and not just you know spread anything without. Uh, first fact checking it, but if he does, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if that pretty sure it's going to be on a free. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he has a contract uh, till the end of the year, but it's um, I think that he's going to try to negotiate his way out of that contract. It's not like they need him. Lucas Hernandez has yeah. uh, replaced him as yeah. the left back, and it I, I would be fine with it. Um, it's yeah. again the idea of paying forty. 45 million euros for Wendell to me is just like obscene. Yeah. It's just like, you know, why don't you, you know, uh, there's, there's so many inappropriate analogies I can use for what that is that Byron Leverkusen is trying to do to us. But this is yeah. sort of a family yeah. show. So I'll kind of keep it, uh, yeah. I'll keep it up there. But it's yeah, like mean, 40, no, you know, fuck that. We're not paying 45 yeah. million euros from per fucking Wendell. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and that's not, Philippe Louise is a backup who can play in league on games, who can give you reliability. He was even half he was half decent in the World Cup games that he played. Yeah. Like yeah, he, was, he, was, he was fine. Like, I'm yeah. good with that. Like that's that's some smart business if you can do it. Yeah. Uh, let's actually yeah. talk about a transfer that is gonna happen, that is already happened. twenty uh, one year old um, Schalke prospect, uh, Tilo Kerrer. Has joined Paris Saint-Germain for 42 million pounds, 37 million euros, however you want to uh, translate that money. Um, yeah. First impressions of Tilo Kerrer. Oh, I 
And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I know anything about them other than, you know, comp you know compilations of, of video here and there. I'm, I'm trusting Tuco's, um, I'm, hope, I'm hoping he had a, a hand in this. Um, you know, he is familiar with the Bundesliga. Um, other than that, I'm just interested to see 37 million, you know, euros for a, for a slightly proven uh, player is a lot to spend, especially for us right now in this you know, the whole FFP that we're dealing with right now. So I'm just hoping that, you know, this is one of those um, Gonzalo Guedes type where, I mean, I'm not hoping they sell him, but I'm hoping they buy him buy low and eventually, you know, it, it becomes, you know, a bargain. Yeah, I think this is this is smarter than getting Jerome Boateng for 50 million euros yeah. and only having him for two, three years. Like... Tiago Silva's not going to be there forever. You're going to need three center backs. Um, having a core center back group of Kimpembe, Marquinhos, and this kid, if he turns out to be something, that's pretty smart. And he's got a little bit of flexibility. They've had him, uh, he's played in a center back uh, three before. I, I, I look at this and I go, He's got potential. If you watch the comps, and obviously you can't get a lot yeah. from watching the comps, but you can get a little bit of the measurables. Tall kid, 6'1", still going to grow into his body a little bit. Really fast, good reactions, goes hard on tackles. I think he's going to have a red yeah. card or two. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think if, if anything, if that's any indication, he's going to have a couple red cards just diving in on people. But he covers a lot of space. He anticipates well. I think it's a good bargain if essentially you're getting him for free anyway since you're selling Geddes eventually. They're just playing hardball with Valencia, but they'll they'll sell that eventually. There's no need to have Geddes right now. Um, I, I think it's good. I think if they can get um, if they can get Philippe Louise, if they can get a backup left back, if you can have a Three good four center backs. That's pretty good. Gigi Buffon obviously was a good decision. The guy can still play. Um, yeah. Do you think they need another midfielder? This is an argument that the PSG talk crew have been having for. We've only been around for three years, but we've been having the argument for ten. Um, do they need another midfield? I'm of the opinion that they don't. If everyone's healthy, I think they're okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, 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 I'm yeah, towards they're gonna right? be yeah. okay. It, they're gonna be okay, but eventually they do have to find a midfield. I mean, uh, another German team, uh, Dortmund. I, I read this week they're extorting 75 million. They put up 75 million euro price tag on Julian Weigel, and it's another German team that's trying to squeeze out PSG. You know, trying to squeeze out money like Bayer Leverkusen is for Wendell. And it's just like I'm, we're not going to pay 75 million euros for a team that's not or for a player that's not even starting for them anymore. I mean, they got Axel Witzel, and he's looking like he's going to be their their sixth um, going forward. So it's um, you know, I, I'm liking that they're not. You know, and also they have to, like you stated, they have to offset any purchase. So we just can't go out and spend, drop 75 million euros on, on a player like Weigel. Yeah, it's odd that, um, in, in, I, I always subscribe to, to the theory that you can't buy players that the teams don't want to sell. Unless they're in that sort of high rent district, like 
the, you know, Ronaldo, Neymar, Messi, Mbappe, those guys can pretty much, you know, set their own parameters because they're just the stars of the game. A kid like um, Wendell or Julian Weigel or even an N'Golo Conte, it's easier to hold on to those players just because they're not the superstars that kind of, you know, are sort of the economic heartbeat of the sport. So if Chelsea don't want to sell N'Golo Conte, they're not going to sell N'Golo Conte. If Borussia Dortmund want to keep Weigel as depth and put a $75 million tag on him, there's not much PSG can do about it. So I always make the argument that you can't buy players that don't, you know, that aren't being sold. You can't buy something that's not for sale. So unless you just want to spend 25 million euros on a mediocre midfielder just to have a midfielder, you're almost better off building it from within. And I think last Diara in his second, in his basically he's been at PSG for a half of a year. Clearly he's the starting six right now. And you're not displacing Rabio and well, Rabio is a whole different story, but I don't want to get into that at this time. Um, Rabio and Verratti are your starting midfielders with Adley, Lachelso, Draxler, spelling them. Draxler getting starts, Lachelso eventually getting starts. If Lastiar is your starting six, I I think that's what they're going to go with. I, I don't see another move they can make that makes them significantly better without spending money that they don't have. Yeah. It looks like we're going to have to rely on last. I mean, he's looked impressive. Um, I think he's um, been all right. I, I've been good with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, I think the bigger test will come, you know, once once um, European t- competition gets started. But so far, I've, I've, I've liked what I see. Um, you know, like we said, we're, 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 we're cash-strapped. We can't, you know, spend money and not offset it. So, I mean, it's just, it is what it is at this point. You have you have to you have to understand the realities and the economics of the situation. So I, I think this Philippe Louise thing is still breaking, so you can't really go too far into it yet. But it does look like something that at least has a chance of happening. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, make sure to follow PSG Talk on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, subscribe to our podcast PSG Talking and PSG Small Talk. We have the latest PSG talking out now where Guillaume, again, demands a midfielder. I mean, it's fun every time, so I'm not <laughs> going to complain. He's the be- one of the best in the business that no one knows about, which is I, – I, I wish more people knew about him. He's that good. Um, uh, we also have a new thing that we're starting, which we're going to plug right now. So here's the deal. We want you to support PSG Talk in whichever way you feel fit. And that may be just going to the website, reading the articles, or subscribing to the podcast. But we want to kind of engage you, uh, the audience, in a different way. And part of that is through Patreon. Now, I'm going to be honest, our Patreon is not something that we've pushed a whole lot over the years. Just because it's basically there to cover production costs and some of the advertising. But not so much for the money, because we, we do have the money we need. We want you to be a part of what we are doing. And we want to give you or start giving you rewards for being part of what we do. So if 
you subscribe to our Patreon, if you contribute, and I'm only asking for a dollar a month, you can go in on the lowest possible level. You could obviously give more, but putting you at the lowest level possible, a $1 a month donation, we are going to start giving you added bonus content. Now, part of that bonus content is going to be uh, extras from our PSG Talking podcast. Eventually, we'll start up with that. Um, any new projects we work on, we will debut them on the Patreon first before they're made available to the general public. For example, Neymar, the Iconoclast, the piece I'm uh, working on with Chase Hayslip and Canary in Blue, is in production right now, and it is set to probably go out sometime in early September. But if you are part of our Patreon, you will get that podcast a couple of days, maybe three, four days earlier than everybody else as a special treat. And you will get four hours of me and Chase talking about Neymar. I know. Be still your heart. You get to hear four hours of us talk about Neymar. It is riveting stuff. Um, and while I have him here, Eddie, what are we... Uh, also planning on dropping this Monday. So if you're listening to this on Sunday morning yep. or Saturday night, on Monday morning on our Patreon page, if you donate, you will get to listen to the first ever Keeping the Energy. And I'm going to let Eddie sort of talk about that a little bit and how we sort of, me, him, and John Olangi have sort of come up with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun it's a, it's a fun project. Um, we talk pretty much everything. It doesn't just have to be football, soccer. It's going to be all sports, pop culture, anything, you know, that's buzzing around social media or anything, you know, that we might want to touch on. It's, it's going to be there. So we're giving you guys, you know, non, you know, it's going to be soccer talk, but it's also going to include other things. So, um, you know, we're trying our best to reward people who believe in what we're doing here at PSG Talk, and there's nothing better than, you know, giving you guys extra content, you know, to show our appreciation um, for your, you know, just $1 donation. donation. Yes, and full disclosure, we've already done two test shows, so it's not like we're going into this cold. Uh, what did you think of our test shows, Eddie? I, I thought we had something going. It is. I think the chemistry is there. I think we're. I think I'm excited. I can't wait to get you know the first show off the ground. Um, there's plenty that you know. There's plenty to discuss. So you know, just just get ready to hear us. You know, you know, just talk um, everything uh, from football, soccer, everything. Absolutely. So on Monday morning, you will be able to access Keeping the Energy, the PSG Small Talk After Show. With Mark Damon, Eduardo Razzo, and John Olangi. And just for $1. $1 a month, you get that show, plus anything else that we add. And there will be more content being added in the coming months. And once again, we thank you for listening, for downloading, for subscribing, for reading us. It's, it's fun. We have fun doing this, and we want to sort of share that fun with you. So think about donating, and again, you'll get Keeping the Energy, the first ever PSG Small Talk After Show. So, um, Eddie, anything else you want to add before we uh, we close this off? That was the longest plug, I think, in PSG Talk history. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, just, you know, like, the website's growing. I mean, 
we've had our, our, our articles translated into French, so just, you know, get ready for this hectic season, you know, it's just, it's, this is the second week, so it's, we're either gonna hear us come, to, you know, get our hearts broken again, or we're just gonna celebrate, you know, hopefully with the Champions League victory, but, you know, it's, just get ready, and hopefully, you know, you're along for the ride. Alright, wonderful, so... For Eduardo Razo, this has been PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon saying au revoir for now.